Guys, welcome to week seven of our series, This Is Us. And one of the things we've been talking about in this series is we've just been looking at our core values, our mission, our strategy, really who we are, what makes us, us. And uh, I want to just quickly just go over what we've looked at. And I want to, today it's a little bit different message. It's not a normal message or anything like that. We, didn't have, we don't have small group questions, questions written or anything like that. So, uh, but we're, I just want to kind of just have a conversation with you guys because I love you guys. And uh, I know God is working in me and God is working in you. And I know that collectively he's working in all of our hearts. Um, uh, some of the core values we've looked at in this series. The first one is simply this, that found people find people. Found people find people. And the whole idea of that is that God finds us, and he, have, he really wants us to start finding other people. Um, and that is one of our core values. Our second core value is that save people, serve people. Save people, serve people. That when God, when he saves us, he wants us to start serving. Mark ten forty five. Jesus said it this way, that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to, anybody know? serve exactly right and to give his life a ransom for many. And for some of you, the reason why you're not growing is because you're not serving. Because when we say we don't serve and when we don't serve, we actually are saying we're better than Jesus. And I don't think any of us want to do that. I don't. Third one is life is better connected. Life is better connected. We believe that circles are better than rows here and that people grow further faster in the context of community. Uh, the next one is that uh, you belong here. The whole idea that you can belong before you believe or behave. Belong before you become. So Jesus invites everyone to belong. I think it's interesting when you look at the New Testament. Jesus invited these 12 guys, and none of them knew that he was the Son of God quite yet. They didn't believe the right things. They definitely didn't behave right. Uh, but God said, no, you can belong. And that's what I believe he does with all of us uh, in God's family. Uh, the third one is that generosity isn't a financial issue. It is a what? Heart issue. This was a, a huge one, and it's a, one that I think all of us struggle with because most of us, we actually tell ourselves a lie, and the lie, here's the lie that we said, if I, if I actually got more, then I would start giving. If I actually had more money in my pocket, I would start giving. And we looked at that as a lie because it's not a financial issue. It really is a heart issue and whether or not we're grateful or we're thankful. God doesn't say you need to give so much in a dollar amount. He has to give a percentage. And all of us have a percentage. If you have a dollar, there's a percentage of a dollar. So uh, next one, and this is what I talked about last week, is that we will do anything short of sin to reach people for Jesus. Anything short of sin. That's what we did last week with Halloween. We, uh, we're like, you know what? We're just going to blow it out. We're going to have a fun time. And we want to create this sidewalk event where people can come and realize that God loves them. So that's what we did. And huge shout out and thanks to all of you volunteers that made that happen. We believe that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And it's, that's our mission. And our focus is reaching people, not keeping people. And that leads us into the, the last one. And this is the verse that we looked at from Acts 15, 19. It simply said, we should not make it difficult for people who are turning to God. And one of the things I talked about last week is, is as long as I'm your pastor, as long as OneChurch.tv is in this community, we're going to keep all of the rungs in the ladder, and we're going to make it easy and accessible for everybody to get to God. We're not going to assume that you know it all or anything like that. So today, I want to read a verse, a couple of verses of Scripture, and then, like I said, I want to have this conversation. It's simply this. It's Isaiah 43, uh, starting in verse 18, and this is what God's Word says. Do not remember... The former things, nor consider 
nor consider the things of what? Old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness and the rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen, this people I have formed for myself. They shall declare my praise. Now let me talk a little bit about this. Isaiah is a guy who wrote this. And Isaiah... He lived in a time that it, it kind of in between time, a little awkward time. Uh, at this point, the kingdom of Israel had split into two, and the northern kingdom uh, had already been destroyed in, 70, in 722 BC by the Assyrians. And the southern kingdom with Jerusalem, uh, they were actually still around and they were getting ready to be destroyed in 586 BC. And my, my boy Isaiah, he is living around 650 BC. So it's kind of in the middle of this in-between time. And he's saying, guys, it's getting ready to get rough. It's getting ready to get really difficult. And I want to give you hope. I want to kind of, is I want to fast forward into the future and I want to let you see what's going to happen and what's going to happen. And he's really writing them a letter from the future. He's writing them a letter from the future, which got me thinking. If I could go back, knowing what I know now about OneChurch.tv, 10 years into this thing, if I could go back to my younger self 10 years ago, what would I tell myself? So just think through that. Some of you, like where you were 2007, if you could go back and tell yourself something, what would you tell yourself? Some of you are like, you know, don't marry her, right? Or don't marry him. Or, you know, don't do that. Some of you, you would like, don't do something. Some of you are like, you know what? You don't need to focus on that as much. You need to focus on something else. And it's this whole idea that as I look back, and knowing what I know over the past 10 years, and let me just quickly bring you up to speed. Over the past 10 years at OneChurch.tv, we've seen over 10,000 people come through these doors. That's amazing. Amazing. Over 10,000 people come through these doors. They come, and then they spin out because of the military. And some of you, you know, you've been here, you PCS, and some of you have come back. So we have about 40% of our church leave every year, and we send them out, and we receive, and it's just like a big revolving door. So that's really cool. Another thing that's a really cool statistic is simply this, that we've seen over 1,200 people begin a relationship with Jesus Christ over the past 10 years. That is amazing. Another thing, um, another statistic. I told you guys, I think last week, two weeks ago, 620 people have gotten baptized. Since then, two, two more people have gotten baptized. So we're now at 622 people have been baptized over the past 10 years. That, let's clap. That's amazing. Now, you see, we, I know all of that now. 10 years ago, I didn't know that. So if I could go back and tell myself 10 years ago, just give me some advice. That's what I want to share with you today. Now, uh, but let me give you some context of where I was at emotionally 10 years ago, more, 11 years ago. Um, my wife and I and our two kids at the time, we were living in the Midwest, and uh, uh, we had just uh, been a part of this church for about five years, and more of a traditional type of church, and to be honest with you, it was a really bad church experience for Kim and I. 
um, we got kicked in the teeth and uh, by a bunch of mean Christians, and God had done some amazing things. Um, but man, uh, it, it did not end the way we had wanted it to end. And uh, I, I was just kind of sour. I was a little bitter, struggling with forgiveness. And I, you know, bad church experiences have a have way of kind of coloring your how you view God and how you view other people. Isn't that right? Some of you, you you would be here and you can say, I've, I've I've had a bad church experience. And that's how my wife and I. So I was struggling believing that God is good. I was struggling believing that God was faithful because I had trusted God and it didn't seem like God held up his end of the bargain, if you will. And I was struggling loving other Christians because one of the things I learned through this whole experience is sometimes Christians, they can just be mean. Anybody know what I'm talking about? They can be some of the most sour, angry people out there. And, uh, and some of you, that's exactly where you're at today. Uh, maybe you don't have a problem with God, you just have a problem with the church and how people are supposed to love one another. In fact, they will know that they are Christians by their love, but yet we really don't love people very, very well. So when One Church TV got started 10 years ago, I was still struggling with forgiveness. I was still struggling with trusting God. Isn't that weird? A pastor saying he struggles trusting God, but that was me. And because of all of my baggage and my bad church experience. So if I could go back 10 years, this is simply what I would say. The first one would be this. Fear less. Fear less. I was afraid. 10 years ago, I was afraid. Uh, we, I, I, this, my home church here in this town, First Baptist, had called me and said, you know what, we want to start a new church. We want you to be the pastor. Um, but I was just, I was afraid. I was scared. I didn't know if anybody was going to show up. Uh, I didn't know if we were going to have the money. You know, it's really expensive to start a church. Really expensive. In fact, let me show you. Here's a picture. Uh, th- uh, these play panels from the kids. Um, it'll come up here and just, yeah. Those play panels. See those play panels? They cost $85 a piece. We needed hundreds of those. Hundreds. You know, that doesn't include the sound system. It doesn't include the lights or anything like that because a meeting in a theater uh, back in 2007, smartphones weren't invented yet. So uh, trying to get it light enough so that people could read their Bibles, that was a struggle. We had these little pin lights, you know. It was just, it was a struggle. And now you just open up your phone and you, you, everybody thinks you're reading the Bible, but you're really playing Candy Crush. Anyway, but so, so I mean, I was just, I was a hot mess. I was a hot mess. And you know what's so crazy? (laughs) I shouldn't have been. If I could go back and tell myself, Chris, you just need to breathe, dude. I mean, you need some perspective. And here's here's a great definition of, uh, of really unbelief and fear, that fear is an emotional outburst of unbelief. It's emotional. It's not logical. Right? You can't like logically say, well, here's what, no, it just, it, it, and it's an outburst. You don't plan on it. And how fear manifests itself in me is two o'clock in the morning, I wake up and my eyes are wide awake and I just start worrying. Is anybody else like that? Yeah, that's me too. That's me too. And, but you know, one church before we had a launch team, it was just Kim and I and the two kids. And, and then we started getting a launch team and they were able to help talk me down off the ledge and say, Chris, you know, everything's going to be okay. But man, I was struggling. So I, I would go back and I would tell myself, fear less. Isaiah 43, 18 says, do not remember, do not remember the four things, nor consider the things of old. Here's what Isaiah is saying. Don't hold. Can you turn to your neighbor and tell him, don't hold. 
Don't hold. Don't hold to the things of old. And that's what I would tell myself. Chris, this isn't the Midwest. This isn't the Midwest. And yeah, you got hurt. But you need to move past your hurt. And here's the thing. Chris, if you hold on to the past, you will hinder the ability to embrace the new. Some of you, you need to hear that this morning. Chris, if you keep on remembering the past, you will limp into the future if you look to the past. I like how the message puts this verse. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over what? Some of you, you need this this morning. Because you're your own worst enemy. And if I could go back 10 years, I would tell myself, Chris, take a breath, dude. Everything's going to be okay. You see, what you don't know, Chris, is hundreds of people will come to know Jesus Christ because of a sacrifice of 35. Hundreds of people will come, thousands of people will come through the doors. I was worried about, is anybody going to show up? And, and, And here's the thing. They did. I tell you, secondly, if I could go back 10 years, I would simply tell myself, you know what? Ask God for more. Ask God for more. One of the things that we say here around One Church TV is bold prayers honor God, and God honors bold prayers. And if I could go back and tell my 10 years ago self, and a little pounds, a little lighter myself, I would simply say, don't hold, but behold. Don't hold, but behold. Verse 19, behold, I will do a new thing. Everybody say new thing. Now, you in the south now, people. A new thing. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It is bursting out. Don't you see it? The idea is this. Are you going to be ready for it when it shows up? Are you going to be sitting back? Or are you going to be on your tippy toes so that you can spin and pivot and do something new? When God shows up, you can follow. Because when God, let me tell you, one of the things I've learned about God is you figure out where God is moving and you get on board. And that's why we need to be on our tippy toes and we need to move forward and not get too comfortable. I tell you, God always does things differently. Why? So that we would not expect and we would go, oh, wow, that's something new. And we could ready and position ourselves to behold the thing that is not old because he's doing a new thing. Some of you, you're not old like me, but I remember DC Talk. Anybody remember DC Talk? All right, some of you old people like that. Uh, I know he's doing it. God is doing a new thing. Y'all see, some of y'all are like, please stop. I'll start beatboxing right now and it will get crazy. That's fine. All right. So anyway, got to move forward. All right. Thank you, Brian. All right. Let's keep on going. There it is. I am making a road through the desert and rivers in the badlands. I got, I got some. Do you know it's going to be difficult? It's going to get difficult. Caution. You can't have a road through the desert without having a desert. You can't have rivers in the badlands without having the what? Badlands. And the key word in the badland is bad. Right? It ain't called good land. It's called bad land. You're going to have to pass through it. And that's the good thing about it. Some of you, you're struggling with depression. My encouragement to you, don't set up a parkway. Don't sit down and, and, and pitch a tent. You need to move forward through that. Some of you, you're struggling. You need to move through depression, move through anxiety, move through sorrow and difficulty. The good news is that you and I will prevail. The bad news is that you and I have to face it. 
We are not going to set up camp there. We is making a road, not a parking lot. In fact, that's what he says in verse 2. If I can go back just a few verses. I love this verse. When you pass, excuse me, throw. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. That's a promise. And through, everybody say through. Through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Why? Nor the flame scorch you, because he is with you. The key word in those verses is the word through. Once, and I love that, that when God, he, he's going to take this river and put it in a desert. And the cool thing about that is once the river shows up, we got to move on to somewhere else because it's not a desert anymore, right? There's a river there. That's why here at OneChurch.tv, we can't get comfortable. Some of you, if I said, hey, get, get up on your tippy toes and spring up right now, you couldn't do it. Because you all kick back, relax, you got the vibrator on the seat and the seat heater on. Some of y'all, you ain't even listen to my voice, you are drooling. Right? Because you are sleeping. For Jesus, right? See, what we're saying is don't stay here. we got to move forward. And some of you, you're like, well, Chris, okay, I get that. Don't get comfortable. Move forward. But I'm telling you, that's what we got to do, peeps. That's what we got to do. Verse 19, behold, I will do a new thing. New thing. So the third thing I would tell myself is simply this. Jump quicker. Jump quicker. Don't wait on some stuff. Let me specifically tell you one thing. Don't wait to start looking for a permanent location. We're 10 years old. Back in 2014 is when October is when we actually purchased a piece of land. It showed up on my Facebook feed just a a couple of weeks ago. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. That was just three years ago. Here's the thing. Here's the reality. The majority of our people, they came from a very large downtown church that had tons of buildings. So our launch team were like, we don't, we're done with building programs, right? We don't want to have to deal with buildings. So we're like, okay, sweet. So we were here at the movie theater for a year. We went to Northeast for eight years, and then we moved back here, and now we've been here two years, and it's just like, whoa, what's happened type of thing. But you know what? I would tell myself, Chris, don't be afraid to look for a permanent location. There's nothing wrong with buildings as long as buildings aren't the focus. You understand what I'm saying here? Now, if you're here and you're worried about, well, is this church going to be the one that's worried about the paint and worried about the carpet, the, the, the answer is absolutely not. We want to take good steward of what God gives us, but let me tell you, buildings and carpets and stuff like that will burn. The reason why we do this is for people. We want to connect people far from God and let them know that God loves them. We need to jump quicker. This is what verse 19 says. I am making a road through the desert, rivers in the bad lines. And guys, that's why we can't stop here. I love the movie theater. Y'all are comfortable. I'm comfortable. It's great. I love doing church here. I love doing church at Northeast High School. I totally did. Until the school system said, by the way, churches can't be in there longer than two years. Oops. We've been in there for eight so we moved back to the movie theater. We have a great relationship with the movie theater. But you know what? All it takes is regal cinemas and somebody high up going, you know what? Churches are out. What are we going to do then? Guys, we can't stop. We can't get comfortable. we got to get moving. we got to say, you know what? We, so that's the reason why we need some of you to serve, some of you to start giving. We need to move forward because we're not made to just stay in the desert. We're not here to set up camp. We're here to move forward. That's the reason why we do everything that we do. Verse 20. The beast of the field, 
will honor me. The jackals and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness and the rivers of the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. He's saying, you know what? We can't sit still. You, the water from the jackals. Nobody likes a jackal, right? But even a jackal is going to get water. Ostriches? You ever seen one of those weird little things? I mean, number one, they ain't little, all right? And they can be mean. But here's the thing what I can tell you. That what he's saying is this, because his people are in the desert, God's going to put so much water and gush so much blessing on them that even the people that you don't like, the jackals in your life, the ostrich in your life, they're going to get some water too. You see, that's what we want. We want Clarksville to be a better place because we are here and that we are for Clarksville. So don't hold. Look at your neighbor over here and say, don't hold. Look at the other one and go, you got to behold. And then look at me, and here's what you need to tell me. Take hold. Come on now. See, I'm preaching this morning. Y'all ain't here with me. Don't hold. There you go. Behold, and you better take hold. Look at this, verse 20 and 21. The people I have formed for myself, they shall declare my praise. We have to take hold. There is a part for you and I to play. God just doesn't say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this new thing. He says, no, you've got to act. You've got to move. There is our part to play so that even the jackals and the ostriches will be blessed. Because when one church shows up, we are for Clarksville. When one church shows up, we are for Sango. We are for Oak Grove. We are for Fort Campbell. We are for families. We are for people who don't know Jesus. We are for other churches. We are for everyone because when God shows up, He changes things. We believe that for far too long, the church has been known for what we're against. Isn't that right? I want to be known for what we're for. We are for school teachers. We are for this theater. We are for businesses. We are for small businesses. We're for doctors. We're for lawyers. We're for bus drivers. We're for everyone. Don't hold. Behold. Church, we need to start taking hold. Then let me tell you, this is the 10th year of one church. We're not there yet, though. This is just the first down. We've got a long way to go before the 88% come to know Jesus Christ. You know that? We're not at the end zone yet. Let's don't dump out the Gatorade quite yet, because if you ain't dead, God ain't done. And if you want to be a part of a church that is moving and growing and going and know that we are here for God and connecting lost people to God, you've got no other place to look. There are a lot of other great churches in town, and if you don't want to be a part of that mission, you can go and be a part of those churches. We are for the lost, because the lost matter to God. Do you know that? But The reason why I love that is because you were lost at one time, and so was I. I need all of us to get our inner Desmond Doss going, and we need to just go out for one more. And we need to go reach one more, because found people find people. There's just one more. There's just one more. Can I just get one more? Are you want to be a part of that? Then let's do it, church. Let's do it. The time for allowing the past to control our life is done. Don't hold anymore. God's saying, behold. I want you to take hold of the future that I'm calling to you. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much, God, that we can come here this morning and get an encouraging word, not from a pastor, not from somebody's opinion, but from your word, Jesus Christ, that gives life and it gives hope. We thank you so much. We love you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.